I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions and thanksgivings be made for everyone, for kings and all who are in high positions, so that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and dignity. be with you. Welcome everyone to our choral Eucharist on this the 14th Sunday after Trinity. Today is also the eve of the funeral service of our late Queen Elizabeth II and as our time of national mourning continues we shall be reflecting this theme during our services today. We begin now with our opening prayer. Let us pray. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, 
all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. Let us confess our sins in penitence and faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments and to live in love and peace with all. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
almighty God, whose only Son has opened for us a new and living way into your presence, give us pure hearts and steadfast wills to worship you in spirit and in truth. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Amos. Hear this, you who trample upon the needy and bring the poor of the land to an end, saying, When will the new moon be over, that we may sell grain? And the Sabbath, that we may offer wheat for sale, that we may make the ephah small and the shekel great, and deal deceitfully with false balances, that we may buy the poor for silver and the needy for a pair of sandals, and sell the refuse of the wheat. The Lord has sworn by the pride of Jacob, Surely I will never forget any of their deeds. This is the word of the Lord.
A reading from the first letter to Timothy. First of all, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions and thanksgivings be made for all men, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life, godly and respectful in every way. This is good, and it is acceptable in the sight of God our Saviour, who desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, the testimony to which was born at the proper time. For this I was appointed a preacher and apostle. I am telling the truth. I am not lying. A teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. This is the word of the Lord. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Jesus said to the disciples, There was a rich man who had a steward, and charges were brought to him that this man was wasting his goods. And he called him and said to him, what is this that I hear about you? Turn in the account of your stewardship, for you can no longer be my steward. And the steward said to himself, What shall I do, since my master is taking the stewardship away from me? 
I'm not strong enough to dig, and I'm ashamed to beg. I have decided what to do, so that people may receive me into their houses when I am put out of the stewardship. So, summoning his master's debtors one by one, he said to the first, How much do you owe my master? He said, A hundred measures of oil. And he said to him, Take your bill and sit down quickly and write fifty. Then he said to another, And how much do you owe? He said, A hundred measures of wheat. He said to him, Take your bill and write eighty. The master commended the dishonoured steward for his shrewdness, for the sons of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light. And I tell you, Make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous mammon, so that when it fails, they may receive you into the eternal habitations. He who is faithful in a very little is faithful also in much, and he who is dishonest in very little is dishonest also in much. If then you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will entrust to you the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. What a strange, memorable and emotional week this has been. I suspect that we are all still reeling from the events of the past few days. And, having spoken about the death of Her Majesty the Queen last Sunday, when it was still all so very raw, the question remains, what now? What is there left to say? At which point, <clears throat> I find it bizarre, if not rather spooky, how often the biblical readings set for a particular Sunday, which are selected long before the event, end up having a very particular resonance for that day, which the lectionary compilers could never have anticipated. That is certainly true today. Can you believe that in the week in which King Charles III was proclaimed king, the first new monarch for 70 years, and countless prayers for his reign and his person have been heard throughout the land, we heard in our New Testament lesson this morning the following words. I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions and thanksgivings be made for all men, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life, godly, and respectful in every way. And that reading from the first letter of Timothy followed our Old Testament lesson from Amos 
warning those who trample the needy and the poor of the land that their deeds will not be forgotten. A chilling reminder to all who hold positions of power over others that they will be held to account, particularly by their treatment of the vulnerable. Now, there's a message for a newly proclaimed monarch. And if that were not enough, today's Gospel reading concludes by declaring that, and I quote, he who is faithful in a very little is faithful also in much, and he who is dishonest in very little is dishonest in much. In other words, it reminds us all of the disarming truth that we reveal who we truly are through our deeds, and more importantly, in the smallest and most insignificant of our deeds. And if that is true of us all, as it undoubtedly is, it is surely the more true of those who exercise power and who live their lives in the public gaze. Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II came from a background of extreme privilege. In her personal life, she knew nothing else. And yet, as countless interviews have revealed again and again in recent days, her genuine respect and concern for the people whom she was called to serve knew no distinction of class, race or background. The most lowly of staff at the royal palaces loved her and respected her because she accorded them dignity and respect. She would turn aside to converse with the most insignificant member of the public. She was famous for putting people at their ease in her presence. There was consistency and coherence in her conduct, whether as the head of state who held court at grand ceremonial occasions amongst the great and the good, or in her interactions with the ordinary people of this nation whom she held in such deep affection. Her actions matched her words, always, and her integrity was, as a result, never in doubt. And that matters, it really does. Which is why even some of the most staunch advocates of Scottish independence and Republicans in Northern Ireland are paying their respects to her at the time that I'm making this recording. As I, noticed last, as, as I noted last Sunday, the Queen made no secret of the fact that it was her Christian faith that has made all of this possible. Interestingly, a couple of days ago, I saw a publication from a highly respected and entirely secular organisation recognising the crucially important role played by spirituality spirituality in our mental health and well-being. Because if we have a frame of reference that is broader than our own self-interest and our own concerns, a frame of reference that can give us a sense of purpose and coherence that transcends the vicissitudes of human life, which requires us to look outwards and discover our meaning and purpose in relationship with others, then we are able to discover 
our own meaning and purpose. Then we are able to see our own needs and concerns for what they really are. Very often, simply the byproducts of our own pride and fear and insecurity. Which is why having faith, being a person of faith, as was Her Majesty the Queen, is so profoundly liberating. I've been very struck by the themes of continuity and change during this past momentous week. We have experienced the decisive and radical change that came with the demise of a much-loved monarch and the proclamation of a new king, something that truly is the dawn of a new era. And yet all of that has been experienced and presented and lived through within the context of tradition and rituals that, has, that have gone back for centuries. The continuity is there also, an ending and a new beginning and all woven so closely together, seen through the lens of history and all that it brings. And on this, the eve of the funeral of Her Majesty the Queen, there is another dimension to this theme of change and continuity. Because although outwardly death is of course the most radical and devastating change of all, the ending of a life, the ultimate full stop, there is also continuity as a former life is enfolded within the love of God and becomes new life within his presence. As one chapter draws to a close, that of our earthly life, yet another more glorious chapter begins. When I'm asked to take part in services at St Paul's Cathedral, which I am from time to time, the cathedral in which the special service to mark the Queen's death was held on Friday, clergy like myself are normally instructed to robe in the Dean's Isle. And as many of you will be aware, it is there in the Dean's Isle that a memorial to the man who was probably the most famous former Dean of St Paul's, the priest and poet John Donne, is to be found. It is said to be the only monument to survive the Great Fire of London without significant damage. Towards the end of his life, Dunn famously posed for the image that that memorial portrays, wrapped in his own burial shroud, embracing his death before his death. There is something that is at one and the same time shocking and touching and marvellous about that memorial and the story behind it. Because a man who could look at his own mortality quite so unflinchingly was a man who ultimately had little fear of death. A sentiment that was expressed so memorably in one of his most famous sonnets where he is not merely fearless, but contemptuous of death. I shall leave with you with these words 
by the priest and poet John Donne. Death, be not proud, though some have called thee mighty and dreadful, for thou art not so. For those whom thou thinkst thou dost overthrow die not, poor death, nor yet canst thou kill me. From rest or sleep, which but thy pictures be, much pleasure then from thee much more must flow, and soonest our best men with thee do go, rest of their bones and soul's delivery. Thou art slave to fate, chance, kings, and desperate men, and dost with poison, war, and sickness dwell, and poppy or charms, can make, can make us sleep as well and better than thy stroke. Why swellst thou then? One short sleep past, we wake eternally, and death shall be no more. Death, thou shalt die. Amen. Let us now stand and affirm our faith in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the Scriptures, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, catholic, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. In the power of the Spirit and in union with Christ, let us pray to the Father. Gracious God, we give thanks for your servant, Queen Elizabeth II, for her faith in you and her dedication to duty, for her service to our nation, the Commonwealth and the wider world. Bless our nation as we mourn her death and may her example continue to inspire us all. Lord, in your mercy. 
hear our prayer. God of love, we thank you for the life of the Queen, for her love of her family, her subjects and the people of all nations, for her encouragement, her diplomacy and her courage in testing times, for her dignity, generosity and love of life. We pray that you will give strength to all in authority and power to continue to serve and seek justice for all. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Everlasting God, bless and protect Charles our King. We give thanks for his work, passion, empathy and example as the Prince of Wales, for his charities especially the Prince's Trust and Foundation. We pray that the thousands of young and homeless people whose lives he has helped transform by unlocking their talents and belief in themselves will go on to show others the opportunities they can also enjoy. Bless his reign and the life of our nation. Protect, bless and support the Queen Consort William and Catherine, the Prince and Princess of Wales, and all the royal family at this difficult time. We pray that you will help us all to work together so that truth, harmony and opportunity flourish among us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving Father, we give thanks for Alison, our Rector, Jeff and Steve, our Associate Priests, and all at St Bride's, who work so hard to make sure that all who visit here see your love and power at work. We pray especially today for Justin and Stephen, our Archbishops, Sarah, our Bishop, and all who lead your church here in England, as they work to support the new King, the Defender of the Faith, over the coming days and throughout his reign. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. Healing Lord, give courage to all those who are sick. Be by the side of those who are in pain, those who care for them, and comfort those who mourn the loss of loved ones this week. May the late Queen and all those who have left us here on earth and have now joined you in heaven, rest in peace and rise in glory. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Finally, we remember in silence all those who we know need your love and support. Merciful Father, accept, accept these prayers prayer for the sake, for the of, your sake Son, of your Son, Jesus Christ. Our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Will you please stand? Christ is our peace. He has reconciled us to God in one body by the cross. We meet in his name and we share his peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you.
Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. It is indeed right, it is our duty and our joy, at all times and in all places, to give you thanks and praise. Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. For he is your living word. Through him you have created all things from the beginning and formed us in your own image. Through him you have freed us from the slavery of sin, giving him to be born of a woman and to die upon the cross. You raised him from the dead and exalted him to your right hand on high. Through him you have sent upon us your holy and life-giving spirit and made us a people for your own possession. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and singing.
accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood, who in the same night that he was betrayed took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of his kingdom. And with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Christ is the mystery of suffering. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Accept through him, our great high priest, this, our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him, and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith, with thanksgiving. We do not presume 
to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table, but you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us.
Let us pray. Lord God, the source of truth and love, keep us faithful to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, united in prayer and the breaking of bread, and one in joy and simplicity of heart. In Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.